0: evening high desert work center how's everyone doing all right i'm gonna rat on my i literally just smacked myself in the face like this like that was <laughs> wow so excuse me i'm still getting the hang of this thing two years later all right praise god good to see everybody tonight who made it out to the seventh day slumber concert last night yes are you thawed out yet no. All right. Hey, you know what? It was a little cold, but it was an awesome time. The Lord moved. And so I uh, just shout out to Kingdom of Heaven Ministries that uh, Chuck's ministry was able to have a big part in that. And uh, and so it was awesome to see that many people show up on a cold winter night to worship the Lord together. We absolutely loved it. All right. Well, can we go ahead and stand up together for just a minute? Praise the Lord. We're going to do our confession over the United States of America. Uh, as you guys know, we've been speaking words of faith over Barstow for a solid year and two months now, nearly... Three, year and three months and we are going to cover a broader area because who knows America needs Jesus right now more than ever amen and hey we aren't ashamed to talk about that we know where our help comes from and it comes from Jesus so we're going to speak some words of faith right here over the United States say this with me father we come to you in Jesus name and in unity we confess that Jesus Christ is Lord over the United States of America. We declare that righteousness, mercy, justice, and judgment from you shall prevail. We declare that America will complete her God-given mission to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. We push back the darkness of Satan from this nation and call for the light of Jesus Christ to invade the media and every home church and school and every town city and state of this great nation the united states of america in jesus name amen let's give the lord some praise tonight hallelujah you can be seated you can be seated all right got a few quick announcements tonight and then we're gonna get into the word um first of all We have, I know everyone's super excited. It's the talk of the town. It is the event of 2021. We have a High Desert Word Center church work day on Saturday. Who's excited? Wow, I'm feeling that, man. Just, whoa, give me a minute. Okay. Yes, it's true. It's true. We have a a church work day Saturday from 3 o'clock to 6 o'clock. And it's been well over a year since we've been able to tend to some things around here, and um, anyway, um, one of the main things we're doing is getting this nursery upstairs, our main nursery is up here, and it's been unusable for uh, over a year because no HVAC, but we all know the story on that, which I'll give you some more details in a minute, so anyway, we got to get the nursery cleaned and set back up, and a few other odds and ends, so if you can help, Saturday from 3 to 6, be here, it is going to be the time of your life, I'm just telling you right now, you're going to love it. Yes. All right. (laughs) Praise the Lord. All right. Uh, Another reminder is Sunday night service is back and it's wide open at six o'clock every Sunday night. Children's church is going on Sunday nights at six next door in Victory Hall and youth group is Wednesday nights right now in Victory Hall also. All right. Another great thing coming up is we are going to be doing a membership class on Saturday, March the 6th. And I'm trying to establish a time, I believe that it's going to probably be afternoon, I'm thinking three to six o'clock, something like that. Uh, but lots of new people are wanting to get through membership class and become a member because, hey, who would not want to be a part of this family? Look at us. Come on. Who doesn't want to be related to us, right? Am I right, guys? All right. <laughs> Praise God. Um, another reminder while you're at it, if you're already a member and you serve at the church, um, Mer- We have new software and it will send you a text or an email every time that you're scheduled to serve in an area. So if you're serving in nursery on a Sunday, you're going to get a text and an email on uh, Friday or Saturday reminding you. So check your text messages and your email because some people uh, are apparently not getting that. So be on the lookout for that. All right. Who's ready for the HVAC update? This has been the absolute coolest thing that we've just ever had happen around here. So uh, to give the quick story, because I, I always like to just make sure everybody's involved in this. Uh, we, 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 we have six units up here. They all need replaced, okay? They're all 25 years old. Out of the six on this building, excluding the lobby, we have two that work. And so we said, hey, it's time to get new HVAC. So the total cost was going to be $60,000. And we don't believe in going in debt. I think that's a really bad thing to do because the Bible is very much against that. So we're like, we're not going to, we're not going to go get a loan for this stuff. God's got that much money in heaven. So, uh, we decided we'll break it up into two years. We're going to do three units this year at $10,000 a piece. So we needed $30,000. And then 2022, we're going to do the other three. All right. And so our goal was $30,000, three brand new units. Well, we raised that within two weeks, we got $30,000. And then the next week we found out, Hey, we've got a whole bunch of extra money. So let's go ahead and order the fourth. And then last week, somebody called and said, you know what, why, why just do four? I'll go ahead and buy the fifth one. And so we had a total that's all together around. $50,000 come in within about three or four weeks time. That's awesome. We're so excited. And so then we said, well, hey, you know, we need six. We've already got five. Why in the world would we just stop right there? So we are pushing forward to get our sixth and final unit for the building. A two-year project turned into a one-month project. Can somebody give God some praise today? So here we go. The final amount that we need to push this project over the finish line, we're this close. Out of the $60,000, what we need, all we need left is uh, $2,827.55. I'm going to say that again so they hear it in the back because I didn't feel the excitement on that. Somebody should get excited when I say this stuff. All we need out of about $60,000 is $2,827.55. Amen. And so I, you know what? We're a family around here and families, they do stuff together. Everybody has contributed. Everybody's done something. And so again, we are this close to completing this big awesome assignment. So anyway, just be praying and we want to get the rest of this 2800 in. God's already brought the rest in. So we know that this is available somewhere from heaven. And so pray and see what God's going to have you do to help us finish this off we are this close and uh and anyway so if you're giving online you can go to hdwcorg slash giving and you just select the tab that says building and maintenance but we've had people from other states from all over the united states giving into this thing and we who thinks that we're going to get this finished off like right now <laughs> amen so let's get it done we will update you again on sunday but we already told the guys order the sixth unit because it's going to be here who believes it's going to be here It's going to be here. All right. So praise God. That's that. And it's uh, super exciting. So pray whatever God has you to do. All right. Let's subtract another thousand right there. So all we need. (laughs) Excuse me while I make a notation here. Um, All we need is another thousand right there. Okay. Praise God. (laughs) Woo. All right, folks, all we need is $827.55. Do you say you're doing that right there? Okay, there it is, guys. $60,000 in one month. Let's stand up together tonight. Let's stand up together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, guys. Thank you, church family. And thank you, Jesus. And the reason that that's so exciting is... It's not because we have to have AC to come to church. We've proven that we'll go to church if we dig a ditch outside and sit in it, right? We know that. But this is representing souls of people that need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ in this crazy age that we live in and some people they ain't going to come to church if they're burning up in July but they'll come if there's air conditioning and they can put their kids in it and so that's it that's the final nail in this thing we just completed the assignment thank you Jesus let's give the Lord one more shout of praise thank you guys thank you everybody that is awesome praise God Katie's in youth group right now but I'll get a hold of her in a minute and if you see a little white girl running circles around the 13 acre property it's my wife okay She's not typically fast, but she's probably going to be fast right now, all right? So, strike that from the internet. She doesn't need to hear that I said that. All right, praise God. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead. Who knows what time it is now? You're right. It's happy time, and it is a happy time tonight. So, uh, if you need an envelope, raise your hand. The ushers will give you one. This is our regular Wednesday night tithes and offerings my goodness, what a man. We've already had a good night and we're only 11 minutes into this thing. What's gonna happen with the other 49 minutes here? Uh, let's open our Bibles to Psalm 37. Psalm 37. Let's, who's excited about Psalm 37? Praise God. Man, oh man, what a night already. Psalm 37, and I'm gonna look here at verse 21. And this, I mean, this was already my verse before everything just went down two minutes ago. But now this applies even more. So Psalm 37 and verse 21, Psalm 37, verse 21, NLT, it says this, the wicked borrow and never repay. Who knows if that's a pretty wicked thing to do to, to borrow and not repay it. That's bad. It says the wicked do that, but the godly are generous Givers, is there any godly people in the house tonight? <laughs> Apparently, there's a lot of godly people at High Desert Word Center because we just had a miracle happen. And so, the godly or the wicked borrow and never repay, and and the the godly are generous givers. And so, I just encourage you, man, if if you are in your life, and I don't want to cut into Dad's preaching, I'm here, but but just keep that in mind. The world. Will lend it to you, but God will give it to you. Amen. I don't. I don't need to go to Egypt and get money. I don't need to go to the world to get. Listen, God's got it, and this little church right here just proved that fact that we just pulled off a miracle through the grace of God. And I mean, this is going to go down to the record books for us. This is a big step for us. Amen. And so let's. uh I mean, let's go ahead, and we're going to say the. Financial faith confession. But keep that in mind. The godly are generous givers. and, And I encourage you. As you give. I realize your motivation for giving isn't just so you'll get back. But keep this in mind. If you are a giver. You will receive. It will be given back to you. And I you know the money that I've given into this thing, you know, I believe that God's going to bring blessing back into my life. We got a great testimony. I'm not going to share. Can I, do I have permission or, okay. So, uh, Tony and Sonia Sunday, they, they stretched and they, they gave an amount towards this and they just did it just now. They've been trying to get a house to close for months and, mo- they, months, and months, and months and months. And they finally on Sunday gave what they knew the Lord had put in their heart to give They've been waiting on this deal for months, four months or whatever. As soon as they left church, the phone rings and says, hey, it's done. It's over with. It happened that fast. So I'm telling you, when you're obedient, amen, when you're obedient, when you're obedient and do what God says, the doors will open and things will happen. that You've been waiting to happen. God, why is it not happening yet? He's been waiting on you to do your part. And when you do your part, Boom. The rest is history. Amen. Let's go ahead and stand up. We're going to speak some words of faith over our giving. And then we're going to get into praise and worship. And pastor's going to get into the word. But what a great night to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's say this together. As we bring the Lord's tithe and give offerings today, we believe we receive jobs or better jobs, promotions, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, growth in business,
1: Darkness were wasting away. Now my soul was full and hopeless, and dead in the grave. Like
2: a river of light in a dry land and like a flicker of sight to a mountain. I saw the glorious light as it broke in. God of mercy and light Oh, you brought me back to life You're the Lord of mine Shining in the dark You're the source of life Oh.
1: It's a red door.
3: Amen. I tell you what, we're in this kind of worship mode. but I think we ought to praise one more time. Just give him praise for what He's done. Hallelujah! Jesus, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Woo! All right, give somebody a faith high five or something. Whatever, whatever it is, it's legal to do. Amen. It's always, it's always right to love the brethren, isn't it? Amen. Even at a social distance. Glory to God. You can be seated. You can be seated. I'll tell you, I'm so excited for what God is doing. This is the last days. And, you know, there's been every year there's a lot of people die. But just like today, there was a really famous uh, radio guy died today. And my first thought was, and I told Mrs. Pastor, boy, I hope he was born again. I hope he was saved. You know, for Christians... That should always be our first thought when somebody dies that we really didn't know is, boy, I hope they were saved. Because it makes no difference how famous you are with people, how many medals you got, how many stars you got on Hollywood Boulevard, or any of those kind of things like that. When a person dies, everybody's exactly the same. You know, Job said, naked I come into the world and naked I leave. And when you take that last breath, it's either heaven or hell. There's no in-between. And so for us, as Pastor Dave said, those air conditioners, those those heating units, that's not, that's not just something nice for a building. That makes the uh, physical atmosphere nice that people that aren't church people want to come in and be comfortable. And when they come in, they get to hear what you're hearing tonight. And so not only do we get people saved, but we disciple people. And, you know, I was thinking about tonight when we pulled up in the in the driveway, uh, the ushers always come out and open our car door for us and honor us and carry our Bibles and stuff in. And we pulled up there there, there, there. there was Robert and Frank standing there. And Robert's been here a long, long time, longer than me. And I said, his name ought to be Old Faithful. That ought to be the middle name Faithful. Then I told Robert, I said, Robert, I said, I saw a movie about you years ago on Disney. It was called Old Faithful. It just looked different. But it's Old Faithful. Did anybody ever see that? About it. I see JB over there looking like that. Anyway, all these young kids, they didn't see the good shows back in the fifties. In the sixties. But anyway, Old Faithful. And that's, that's what makes up a church. To be able to reach the lost. To be able to disciple the babes and help them to grow up. You know, some, somebody, somebody's got to change the diapers of the spiritual babes. Somebody's got to burp them. Somebody's got to lift them up when they get the little boo-boos. And, you know, I'm not talking about the little kids at church. I'm about the adults that still don't know how to take care of themselves yet, but it, it, it takes the faithful to look at Cletus. You know, Cletus, Renee, been here for a lot of years now. And I tell you what, you can set your clock on them. They're going to be here. That's the way it works. They've got a job to do. But anyway, those units are so wonderful to see that God has his hand on this church. And, you know, one time, one time years ago, the Lord told me, what his grace was. The New Testament teaches us a whole lot on grace. This is not the lesson. It just starts this way. When I start, I go. Uh, the grace of God, he told me, is God backing you up and then showing up to prove it. You know, it's one thing for God to say, I got your back. It's another thing when the fight starts, where's God? And the reason he gave me that example, that that story, he gave me an example. I never like to wrap myself out, but sometimes I have to to be able to, Tell stories of God once. When I when I was young, I I come from a family we had six six boys and one girl, and we were from the south side of Indianapolis. And what as bad as the south side of Chicago, if you ever heard about that. We went to the south side of Indianapolis, and we we wasn't a Christian family, but my brothers were all fighters. I wasn't a fighter, I was a runner. And so anyway, he had this bully been picking on me. And my brother found out about my older brother. He said go down walk up the alley because everything happened in the alleys. He said, go up the alley past his house and thumb your nose at him, holler at him. So I go walking past it. I stood, I just kept walking past my brother's hiding over here where he couldn't see him. Walk past, Hey, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Gave the stuff hotter a few things. And Alan, I know, I know, I, he thought, he thought, I'll get that twerp. So Alan comes running out the door and before Alan got to me, my brother come out. And when my brother came out, he looked like the hawk to Alan. Alan never picked on me ever again. That was the last time. Alan didn't like the way his nose looked after my brother got done with him. (laughs) And so anyway, God gave me that as an example about the grace of God. And so many times when I'm praying about challenges in life, whether it's financial challenges, people things, business things, whatever's going on, I look at the verses in the Bible about grace, and I say, Lord, I want to thank you that your grace is abounding. And when I show up, Lord, I'm not just showing up with promises. You're showing up. And so I think about what just happened here. God just paid for these units. He didn't say he would. He showed up and he did it. And the fact of the matter is, he used you, he used us. God did it. And so I think we will just give him praise one more time. Amen. Amen. I like it. That that's a free story. That wasn't even part of what we're doing. So Dave, don't take that off my time. <laughs> I'm gonna show you a book out of the bookstore called How to Write Your Own Ticket with God. That's one of the, that's one of those little mini books, doesn't cost a whole lot. How to write your own ticket with God. And that's I'm gonna be teaching life that's in this book tonight and what I'm teaching. And so this how to write your own ticket with God. It's like what is a dollar, dollar and a half, a dollar fifty. And I highly recommend these little books to all of you. Carry your purse, carry in your pocket. Study these little books. And, and a lot of what I learned, I learned from Brother Hagin, what's in his books. That's what helped me grow. But this little dollar and a half investment would be better than a pack of cigarettes. I quit smoking them that 's go up to 50 cents. So I'm sure they cost more than 50 cents now. But anyway... I'm just saying, if you got money to spend on other things out there that won't really help you that much, buy something like this that'll help you. Let's open up your Bibles to Mark chapter 5. Dylan, where are you? Melinda, we got to tell him again. I need his cheers. Mark chapter 5. Dave, I think they'll get to come on Saturday because that's where they have fun, you said. It's going to be a fun day on Saturday. And the title of this message tonight, and we're going to be looking at verse 25 to 34, Mark 5, 25 to 34, but the title of the message is this. God is no respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of faith. God is no respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of faith. And what that means is simply this. God has no favorites, but He always honors and rewards faith. He always honors and rewards faith, and you know I'm not bragging on us. I'm bragging on Jesus, at His word that we believe God. At our church, from the money that comes in, we gave it Dr. Barclay's thing a while back. We 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 saw it a lot of missionaries. We we support Dr. Barclay, Tony Cook, and traveling ministers and other people to. Help them get the gospel up But a while back, Dr. Barclay had an emergency in his airplane, and so we reached into our emergency account, our funds, and we sold money to Dr. Barclay. And that's called faith. And so this church does on a on a corporate level what we do on individual levels. And that's why God shows up in big in, in big time things. And you know, I think about you know no respecter of persons, but he has respecter of faith. That what you sow is what you reap. What a church sows is what a church reaps. Luke 638 says, Give and it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down, shake together, running over. Well, I think the little little bit we sow to help get an airplane repaired is a whole lot less than what we just got back, good measure, pressed down, shake together, running over. And the things that we're talking about tonight is about you as a person, as a family. These principles we teach from the Word of God, they work for you. The Lord said this this way to me one time. The word always works if you work the word. The word always works if you work the word. And so, and so God always rewards faith and we're talking about Bible faith. And let me tell you what Bible faith is not. Bible faith is not just being a positive person. I had stage four blood cancer, had a very serious heart attack and being positive would not have got me a hundred percent cleared He'll report. But Bible faith did. And so what I'm telling you is this, you can't just cross your fingers and make a wish. You know, fight somebody over the chicken bone so we can make a wish. You know, that kind of faith, that's not faith in the Bible, that's just you hoping. That's just you just, 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 just thinking something good's going to happen if I'm just positive. No, that doesn't get the job done. It's Bible faith. And so we're going to look at this story of the Bible tonight. I'm gonna look at at, at at three principles and then the answer out of it. Through three three faith principles, that is. And if you'll do what this lady did, you can get what she got. I want to say it again. If you do what she did, you can get what she got. And so I'm gonna start off with in verse twenty twenty-five, says that a certain woman, and let let me help you some Bible studies about something to understand. When Jesus says a certain woman, it talks about a person. He's giving a real-life story. That's like, you know, you get these, I, I don't know if they still do magazines or not, they used to have stories called True Stories, True Romance, True Detective, True This, and it was real stories they had written down about real people, but then sometimes the Bible says, and Jesus told them a parable. Well, a parable is a make-believe story, help you understand spiritual truths, but when he says a certain woman, that means he could be looking at our congregation tonight. He'd look back there and he'd see Melinda or Alexis or Pam or or Leanne or one of the women and he'd say there's a certain woman at High Desert Word Center and here's what happened in her life. And so, you know, I think for me, it always helps me when I read the Bible to stop and realize these people were real people just like me. They lived in a different time period. They lived on the other side of the world. But they still lived in flesh and blood bodies. They had parents, they had children, brothers, sisters. They did things just like us, and so they hurt like us, they laughed like us. they were real people. And so as we read this story, I want you to be able to stop and think about your life or other people, how you can identify with this lady. A certain woman which had issue of blood 12 years. And what that means, just real simply, I don't know what they call things now, but when I was younger, they used to call say a woman had female troubles. That means she had things going on that you didn't talk about, but she had problems. As a matter of fact, I had a woman in my church back in Indiana that had an issue of blood. And it went on for a long, long time, and it was very, 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 very miserable to her in that condition. But this woman had an issue of blood for 12 years. Could you imagine being sick with something that wasn't killing you? But the unpleasantness of it, as she couldn't just run down to Rite Aid or somewhere and get help or Walmart, she had to just, whatever they did, I don't know, but that had to be pretty rough, didn't it? And so since she had this for 12 years, as she suffered many things of many physicians, she spent all that she had, as she's nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. And so for 12 years, she went from doctor to doctor, and she didn't even have an internet to surf. Amen. She'd have these modern medical buildings. I don't know how you go from doctor to doctor over in ancient ancient Jerusalem over in Israel. I don't know how they did that. But she did that for 12 years. And then she kept getting worse. It's run out of money. And, you know, today, I know that it'd be on Facebook and whatever wine sites they got. and whining. don't go to this doctor. He's a crook. He's a fake. He can't help you. Well, that's what this one was, but all these other people got help, just you didn't. And then next week, well, I'm going to this doctor, he's the greatest. And then you slam him on Facebook next week. Well, he's no good, he's a rat, he didn't help me either. Can you imagine what that would be like today? Somebody just all the time going through this problem and just wanting to blame people and fight all the time? And then she went broke. No money. And so, let me ask you this. Would you say that was a real problem that a real person had? And you know, I always want to bring this home to us. <clears throat> if you're perchance at this time going through something, and it may not be a health thing, it's a crisis, and you've been going through it and going through it and going through it, and you're hoping and praying and faithing and praying, and all you know to do, you're going to everybody you can to get help, and everybody tells you about the wonder drug or the or this person, the man. This is a great lawyer. This lawyer getting you through this thing, because sometimes it's legal things. There's things you're going through and you're spending your money and you think, boy, this is it this time. And then it doesn't come through. So you find some more money, you pull money out, you sacrifice more and you spend more money. And every time you do that, it's working for everybody but you. Amen. Well, I want to get down to the end of the story here and then we'll come back and and, and, and look at it. Look at verse 34. After all these Horrible, horrible year she had. Sicker. than she started off bankrupt by now. And then Jesus said unto her, Daughter, your faith has made you whole. Go in peace and be whole of your plague. And so that's the end of the story. That's how her life ended up. And Jesus said her faith made her whole. Go home. You're healed. Doctors couldn't do it. Money couldn't buy it. Jesus did it. After your life, you know, it might be time that you get out of the world and get in the Word. It might be time to take your eyes off the Internet. I want to say it again. It might be time to say no to Google and yes to God. Change G's. And I tell you what, well, you might think Google knows it all. All it takes from God's one little thump. That Google goes silent. God never will go silent on you. Amen? Anyway, the Bible teaches God is no respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of faith. So just know this. There's three things that Jesus is looking at in your life. And we're going to see this in this lady. Number one, Jesus looks at your heart. How is your heart towards Jesus? Do you have a clean heart? At an honest heart? Do you love Jesus not only with your heart, but with your words? He looks at your heart, your words. And to me, one of the most important things, he looks at your actions. You know, there's so many things that we could say. You know, you can say, Well, I believe in tithing, well, Jesus looks at are you tithing? You say, Well, I believe in church, well he looks at. are you going to church regularly? Say, well, I believe in helping out the church. Do you help in the church? You know, Jesus looks at your heart, your words, and your actions. So we're going to see how that pans out in this lady's life. And I want to say this. Jesus said, your faith made you whole. And so if her faith could make her whole, then my faith and your faith can make us whole or give us whatever else that the Bible promises belongs to us. I want to say that again your faith cannot work beyond the word of God but if it's in the word of God your faith can get it amen matter of fact years ago on one of the Bible verses the Lord said to me this way he said that's not just a promise he said that's a Bible fact if he says by his stripes you were healed that's not a promise of something I'm going to get I'm healed if he said I'll save you and save your house That means he wants your whole family saved, but you got a part to play. Quit acting like a heathen six days a week and go to church on Sunday, then go back like a heathen six more days and think they're going to follow you. They're not going to follow you just get miserable on Sunday because they squirm. Amen. They do enough squirming all week long, not to come to church and feel guilty. So if you live it right, they'll follow you in, amen. I'm doing better preaching than you are shouting. Okay, so I want, to, I want to go through this now. If you, if you want to mark, mark some points down, uh, I'm going to put four points down, one, two, three, and four. And so the same faith to receive healing is how faith works in every area of life. And so I want you to look at point number one in verse 27. We already know that she'd been sick for 12 years, nothing better, only worse, and that she's broke. And so verse 27 this says, when she had heard of Jesus... She heard. And so point number one, write down she heard and then hold your place and look at Romans chapter 10 verse 17. Romans chapter 10 verse 17. And I'm talking about Bible faith, not just being a positive minded person, but Bible faith. I'm not talking about, ain't that church so lucky? They're so lucky. They got all those things and they paid for them. Ain't they lucky? No, we're not a lucky church. Amen. Luck has nothing to do with it. Amen. Wasn't Tony and Sonia so lucky? Look what happened to them. Those people are lucky. They have good luck. No, they don't have any luck. I mean, you know what? Luck comes from the devil. And he majors on bad luck. Sometimes to deceive a Christian... He will back the pressure off long enough to get them deeper in sin. Like a catfish. I don't know if anything about fishing, man. You put a big old chicken liver or a wad of night crawlers on a hook and throw it out there. Big old dumb catfish comes swimming apart. They're, oh, they eat this is my lucky day. There's supper. One bite and the hook pulls him in. Christians start backing off of serving God because of something going on and say, ain't I lucky? Ain't I lucky? Well, the devil just backs it off. Just makes you think, this is so good. This is so good. And then once you're in there and you got the big bite on it, you've really swallowed what he's got you into, he reels you in then. Amen. So we're not lucky. We are blessed. Say, I'm blessed. Because Jesus is my Lord. I believe him. I serve him, I obey him, and he blesses me. How about another air high five or something, man? Look over somebody or something, man. Just act like it. So so she heard of Jesus. And I'll just say this. How many doctors had she heard of in 12 years? How many people has she listened to for 12 years? And so she changed her source of information. Verse 17, Romans 10. So then faith cometh by hearing. She heard. Faith cometh by hearing. She heard. Hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hearing by the word of God. And so you must feed your spirit on the good news. And shut off everything that's contrary to the bad news. Amen. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. You know, I just, man, I'm going to knock on this social media and knock on it until I go to heaven, probably as long as I see it killing people. As long as I see marriages get destroyed, lives been destroyed by social media, I'm going to hit it and hit it and hit it. Just stop to think about this. And if I point a finger out there, I got four pointing back this way. How many hours of our life have been wasted? Look at that stupid stuff. And thinking, we're going to see something different today. And now, the more sophisticated the devil makes those people do the control of that stuff, the more you get blasted. All I have to do is go online to find a part for my tractor or my car, and then I go on YouTube, every ad on there is about that part. I go on Facebook, every ad on there is about that kind of thing. What was it I got a few weeks ago? I was looking to repair something. I forget what it was. Now, all of a sudden, and I'm learning how to delete that stuff now, say, so I don't like this, I don't like this, I don't like this, I don't like this. Those people are reading your mail. And, you know, I know that Mrs. Pastor does a lot of sewing and stuff like that, and I was looking at her phone for something for her the other day, and I noticed on her YouTube, every ad coming through there was on sewing. And I thought, that's strange. Every ad comes to mind on mechanics. You'd think we get the same ads, Those people out there are wanting to steal not only your money, but your time. That's good preaching. And this woman, she, I want to say it again. Jesus said your faith made you whole. And so we're seeing what she did to have faith to make her whole. Number one, she's out of money and she quit running to doctors. So then what happened? She heard of Jesus, and faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And so whatever it is you're facing in life, if you're having marriage trouble, if you're having trouble if you're teenagers, if you're in a job search, it might be time to do a Bible search. Find out what Jesus says about jobs. Find out what Jesus says about training up your children the way he wants you to. Find out what Jesus says about getting out of debt. You know, I think about Proverbs 10, 10, 22, it's such a great verse. It says, the blessing of the Lord makes rich and no sorrow with it. And I know that last year when the pandemic started, there's a whole lot of money offered to businesses and churches. Now all of a sudden we're finding out from the church lawyers that a lot of that money was offered, there's strings attached. Because you owe the United States government money, we're going to tell you a little bit about what you can preach now. Because you owe us. Praise God we didn't take any of that money. You know, I'm not knocking any churches or ministries that did. People do where their faiths at what they do. But the church, the government did not give us money for our units. We said, Jesus, we're looking to you for this, these new units, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And so I'm telling you, whatever it is you're facing in life, change your source of information. Quit looking to everybody else to do what only God can do for you. Only God can do the miracles that last. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so this woman heard of Jesus. And so research the Bible, find verses that cover your situation, and then every day read those verses and say them out loud. Now, point number two, because we have to kind of move on these nighttime things. Point number two, I want you to look at verse 28. Keep it in mind, keep it in mind that Jesus said, lady, your faith made you whole. Verse 28 says that she said, for she said, and the applied Bible says, she kept saying, she kept saying. Faith is released and the process starts by the words you speak. Faith is released, and the process starts by the words that you speak. Hold your place, and we'll look at Mark eleven twenty-three. 23. Mark eleven twenty-three. 23. I want to keep driving the point home. Jesus said that her faith is what made her whole. Jesus is no respecter of persons. Jesus has no favorite sons, has no favorite daughters has no favorite children, but Jesus does honor faith. Verse 23, Mark 11, Jesus said, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say, it says, for she said, she said, I shall behold, for whosoever shall say unto this mountain, that mountain rep- rep- represents crisis or impossible situations in your life. Would you say after 12 years, that woman felt hopeless and impossible? No more money? No more doctors? Says, Who shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. Faith is of the heart, not the head. You know, I, I, I hope that all of you know this by now, there's a difference between your thought process and your heart. When you get born again, you don't say Jesus come into my head. You say Jesus come into my heart. Romans chapter ten says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, God raised from the dead, you'll be saved. It doesn't say if you'll believe with your head. It says if you believe with your heart. And so He says here, you speak to the mountain. Do not doubt in your heart, but shall believe. That those things which he saith, now there's a say it again, you say and you saith, shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. That's a very, very, very key, key ingredient to faith that anything in life you're going to receive from God, your mouth and your heart have to work together. To get born again, I want to say it again, you believe in your heart and you say with your mouth, Jesus, I believe you're the son of God, you died for my sins. Come into my heart, Jesus, and be my Savior. Amen? That's how it works. And so go back to Mark Mark chapter 5 now. I want you to see this again. She said, verse 28, If I may touch but his clothes, she said, I shall behold. I want you to notice what she didn't say. What happened for Chuck? I hope something good happens to me. What happened for Leanne? I hope, something, I hope I get a blessing today. Hope is not going to get it. This woman said, if I get close enough to Jesus, because I've heard, what did she hear? Everywhere Jesus went, people were getting healed. Blind people were getting healed. Deaf people getting healed. Crippled people walking. People raised from the dead. As she knew, I went to all these doctors and I've had it, I'm not listening anymore, about it. don't tell me about any more doctors. I've tried them all. Don't try don't try to give me more payday loans. I don't need more payday loans. Payday's not coming. But I heard of Jesus. And then Jesus was coming through her city, and the crowd was drawn in close. And this woman, something you gotta understand the faith it took on her to do anything to get close to Jesus. Number one in the Middle East, back then, like down a lot of places, she was a woman. So she was a secondary citizen. She wasn't allowed to mix with the men in public. Number two, because she had a bleeding problem, under, under the Old Testament Jewish law, that same thing as a leper. They thought she was contagious. So a woman that had an issue of blood could get stoned to death just for being outside. So for her to say, if I could get close enough to him... To go through a crowd, they could kill her. She's a woman and she's bleeding. So that took faith. And so I said that to say this. There's so many Christians I've talked to going through crisis. Well, pastor, you don't understand what I have to do to do this, but you know what? That's called faith. When you erase the butts and say, when I get there and I touch him, I will be healed. For she said, Jesus said in Mark eleven 23, you'll have whatsoever you saith. She heard that Jesus was the healer and is no respecter of persons. As she said, "That I got to get to Jesus then because I get to Jesus, I'm not hoping and praying. When I get to Jesus, I will get healed. Amen. Amen. You got to get a hold of this. It works this way. It really works this way. Faith comes by hearing. And then you got to be speaking your faith. And then point number three, point number three, look at the last part of the verse, it says that she came in the press or she came in the crowd behind and touched his garment. This she came behind and touched his garment. And so she put some action to her faith. She heard it. She talked it. And then she did it. Hold your place. Look at James 1.22. And I've been preaching this for 40 years. And the people that I've got to listen to these simple truths and act on them, put them into practice, is miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle in marriages. Amen. You know, I, I just think of some of the miracle marriages we have in the church right here of people that, Well, actually, one of them was all the way divorced for a couple years. Irma, how long were you guys divorced? Three years? They'd been married for years, divorced for three years. And then they heard these things, put these into practice, marriage restored. They got another couple sitting back here. I mean, every year, every year, you just count on it. Every year, you guys went through your stupid stuff. They got here, got under the word of God. They began to put this into practice. And now, they're together, they're happy. I think they've had two kids since then. Amen. And so what I'm telling you is this. This isn't just for health. It is for health. But these principles work in every area of life. And so, James one twenty two, But be you doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Deceiving your own selves. If you hear this, if you sit in a church like this or any church and you hear the Bible taught on any subject that you're hurting in and you never do what it says to do, it's not going to work for you. And then you know what you're going to do? You're going to go around rebuking the devil. You might as well go look in the mirror because the enemy's you. That's called self-deception. You know, tithing, such a good example. You go around rebuking the devil off your money. And the enemy's you because you don't tithe. Bible says, bring it in. And God says, I'll bless you. Says, so you do your part, I do my part. And so all these different things here we're talking about, it all starts with hearing the word of God, speaking the word of God, and then be doers of the word and not hearers only. There comes a point in time, like those say saying is, you got to put on your big boy pants. You got to bite the bullet and you got to say, okay. And it might be love and forgiveness. You might be the boss, and you might be mean to the employees, or you might be the employee. And you might have a mean boss. Well, if you're a Christian, employee or boss, there has to come a point in time where you get over it, and you just make that decision. Like I used to have to make when I was a truck driver for a lot of years. I finally, I finally had to decide, had to decide that my boss is my case. I'm here on assignment. I work for him. But I'm accountable for his soul. And so no matter how bad he treats me, no matter how he acts like everybody else is the favorite except me, treat, treat, treats me like a stepchild, that I'm going to love him, I'm going to have my way to bless him, I'm going to do right because I'm a Christian, and I'm going to be a doer of the word. I read the Bible, the love never fails, faith works by love, and so I've got to love this boss in spite of how he's going to treat me. And that's what I'm telling you, that's how you have to do You have to suck it up and whatever it is you're in you got to start being a doer of the word. And so then we'll finish up point number four, verse 29. Point number four, verse 29. It says, after she touched his clothes, and straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed. She was healed of that plague. She was healed of that disease. And so follow these faith principles. And your faith will make you whole spiritually, mentally, physically, financially, socially, whatever it is, number one, quit listening to garbage, find out what God says. Number two, quit talking garbage, say what the word says. Number three, quit acting stupid and obey the word. Number four, Jesus will say, your faith Alexis got you that job you've been seeking. He got the one you've been going for. He did it. And whatever else it is, works in every area of life. God is no respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of faith, Bible faith. Amen. Pastor Dave.
0: All right. All right. What a good word tonight. And, you know, I love that the, those four steps from that story that that lady, all those thousands of years ago, laid out the perfect format and formula for receiving from God when you need something. And I'm, that's just one of my favorite Bible stories right there. Hallelujah. Well, let's go ahead and stand up together. Who's glad they came tonight? I would call that a successful evening right there. We had a home run of a night and uh praise God. So we're uh we got all the uh, all the resources, all the money we need for our sixth AC unit and so we were going to get the ball rolling on that and um and so just stay tuned. We'll give you an update Sunday on some time frames on when we can expect it and it's just an awesome time. Aren't you glad to go to a church that's got some good stuff going on? Amen. Hallelujah. God's good. Well, let's pray over you and then we will speak some words of faith over Barstow and we will dismiss you for the night. Father, in Jesus name, we thank you, Lord, for everything that you've done tonight in this short hour. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for the, the money that you have brought in for this, God. And we give you the glory. We give you the credit. We give you the honor for it. It wasn't us. It was all you, Father. And we thank you for what you've done, uh, this miracle in our midst, God, to be able to reach more people, to bless more people, to to be open, to be safe, to be able to do what you've called us to do in the end times here. And so, Lord, we thank you for that. It's all you. God, I pray for everybody that's here tonight, everybody watching online, Lord, that we would look to you and we thank you that your angels surround and protect us everywhere we go. Lord, we say right now in Jesus' name, no disease, no, no bad person, no thing, no weapon formed against us can prosper. And we thank you, Lord, that we are safe, healthy, protected, whole in every possible way. We praise you for it. In Jesus' name, everybody said... Amen. Let's speak some words of faith together. We declare that Barstow is a blessed city. Our families are blessed. Our schools are blessed. Our churches are blessed. Barstow is healed. Barstow is prospering. Barstow is safe. Barstow is strong. Barstow is surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Barstow is full of love, joy, and peace. Barstow is full of the glory of God. Barstow is coming to Jesus. Barstow is saved in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll see you Sunday.